Welcome back to It Was Murder, (laughs) the number one heart-to-heart podcast in the world. I'm your diehard romantic, Eric Flood. And I'm your devoted lover, Ellen Iso. And I'm the virgin voyager, Joe Garber. So you may have noticed that one of us has a new name (laughs) or a new title. (laughs) And incredibly... It's kind of porny and Star Trek-y at yeah. the same time. We're going to places well no done, virgin Joe. has gone before. Well done. Because the whole virgin thing. this is It Was Murder. Chain reaction. Ching, 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 ching. Yeah, you have to add an echo <laughs> to the chain reaction. Chain reaction. <laughs> uh, where we are going to... We've cut the special effects budget. Yes. <laughs> chain, 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 chain. <laughs> Reaction. Reaction. We're trying. We're trying really hard. The ILM guys are very busy. Yeah. Um, this is episode one. This is episode one of Chain Reaction. Oh of, of It Was Murder Chain Reaction. Where jumping off from heart to heart, yeah. we do a little bit of a dive into a character, or I'm sorry, an actor that we found fascinating mm-hmm. from the previous thing that we watched. And we watched something else of theirs. Yes. And then we're and just so keep, on and so yeah, forth. And then we do that like sausage links. Until we form a web that we can all live in like spiders. <laughs> Joe's really into <laughs> spiders today. He's, <laughs> he was Joe talking is really about, into spiders all the I'm time. Really he was spiders. talking about releasing a bunch of spiders into our courtyard Everybody, to eat Joe the flies. Joe made yeah. a giant magnetic spider <laughs> yeah. go on his car. There's yeah, a really that's beautiful, true. beautiful like, denim spider in not our house. New. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah, we're... We are picking actors and following them into different projects that have spawned not from the Heart to Heart universe, but just actors who are in Heart to Heart. Mm-hmm. That's how we're starting, anyways. But who That's knows? That's how we're beginning. Right. Like, who knows where we'll end is, up. The, is the origin point. Yeah, it is. Yeah, but from um, here we can technically go anywhere. Yeah, and we will. And we will go anywhere. as long as as long as anywhere leads to something spooky. Murderous, <laughs> yes. mysterious, yes. or all of the above. Yes. yes, we are leaning heavily into the, the mystery element of things. Uh, and if not, if if we strike out there, eighties TV usually works. But uh, <laughs> the way that you guys know us well enough by this point to know <laughs> where we're going to be going with a lot of these. And tonight, should I should I tell you who we're talking about? Yeah, tonight Helpful. we have chosen. Uh, from the final episode of Heart to Heart, the series, Meanwhile Back at the Ranch, we have decided to follow Patrick McNee into Yay. an episode of Murder, She Wrote, season two, episode <laughs> five, Sing a Song of Murder, which aired <laughs> on <laughs> October 27th, 1985. So it's like right after Heart to Heart ended. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Wow. Yeah, that. that happened organically. That totally weirdly. happened organically. Huh. Okay, and now we have to. <laughs> we are still keeping some things of the old podcast, my friends, like the Minute Max, where we no. tell you within one minute <laughs> what the fuck happened in the episode of television or movie, possibly, or, or whatever. whatever that we consumed this week. Uh, it starts with. Joe. Oh my god. <laughs> this is my minute max for Sing a Song of Murder. Murder she wrote, which I got to say I've never seen before. I've tried 
to start Murder She Wrote, I think three times now, and I've never seen a full episode of it. This is the third so episode now. I've ever seen. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. Really? The really? There's so many spooky episodes. I know. There's always a play oh, about a witch. <laughs> okay. What is the main actor's name I'm spacing? Patrick McNee. No. <laughs> Uh, Angela Lansbury. Angela Lansbury, because I don't know her character's name. Jessica Fletcher. Jessica? Yes. What? Okay. I'm going to go with Jessica. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> We're okay. off to the races, I know. everybody. Sing a song of murder. Okay. There's a an Irish <laughs> theater company performing in <laughs> London, and somebody is, somebody's trying to murder Angela Lansbury. Who is not Angela? Who is not Jessica? It's her cousin. So Angela Lansbury, Jessica <laughs> gets called to London to figure out who's trying to murder her cousin, who looks identical to her in every single way because it is her. Uh, there's many murder attempts. The her helper maid gets murdered by grabbing a coat from her apartment, and they don't know who's doing it. They arrest uh, Patrick McNee, who performs with her in this weird theater of singing songs old from the old world uh and it turns out it's not him who it was his daughter who was trying to kill her for unrelated reasons and she also had a plot against her by some other villains who were trying to get her to sell the theater i think and that's the end of my minimax <laughs> wow well, uh, okay oh my god it's like riding a bike. Um, so clearly i just don't know what happened in this episode uh, well, I'd like to begin by first apologizing to perhaps the multitudes of Murder, She Wrote podcasts out there. Oh, yes. And to all the Cabot Cove Jessica Fletcher fans, mm. of which there must be billions. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry for what I'm about to do for the next <laughs> 60 seconds. You can make that. A bl- I, I, I want to oh. jump on to that apology really quick. <laughs> uh, me too, me too. Uh, it was us, big enough for everyone. Yes, yeah. none of us know what the fuck we're talking about, and we're not trying to necessarily know what we're talking about in regards to okay. murder she wrote. <laughs> but in our defense, here we go. Uh, sing a song of murder, season two, episode five of murder she wrote. Oh my god, it's been so long since I did a minute, Max. It's been months. <laughs> it's been months, everybody. But Real here we months. go. Okay. So, we're not in Cabot Cove, much to my bitter disappointment. No, everybody, we're in fake London. And in fake London, Angela Lansbury wears so much eyeshadow, and she is in this weird, sad, villavaud musical show called at the Mayhew Musical. And so, there's a bunch of really sad and angry-seeming British people who all want fake Angela Lansbury, who is a character named Emma McGill. They want her to sell her share of the theater or give it to somebody so they can just retire and end this nightmare that is vaudeville. One of the mean people in the theater is Ursa from the Superman series. Yes. Um, so Angela Lansbury, Emma fakes her death and goes into hiding. Angela Lansbury comes over for what she thinks is her funeral. It's not her funeral. They're trying to figure out who's trying to kill her. But instead of Emma, fake Angela Lansbury, Angela Lansbury's cousin getting killed, it's Bridget, the kind of nasty dresser lady. The end. The end. <laughs> oh, I forgot to say who did it. Well, we're going to talk about it for the next hour, so who cares? Yeah, we will okay. absolutely talk about it. Great. Oh my That's goodness. unfortunate, Like, but all faint enthusiasm. <laughs> okay, great. great. <laughs> 
Okay. My turn. Bring it home because, Jesus. boy, I didn't we did really. Not. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, I've... they're cousins, identical cousins. <laughs> yes, yes, identical cousins. Well, you can lose your mind. Ellen has ruined my plan to sing the entire Minimax is in the uh, Patty Duke song, <laughs> but that's fine. <laughs> now I just don't have to do that. Uh... <laughs> cool, you're off the hook. Off the hook. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Our murder apology tour continues. Season two, episode five. Sing a song of murder. Uh, Jessica Fletcher is called to We Britain because her cousin <laughs> Emma has Emmy Emmy or Emma has died Emma. has has uh, died in a car accident and she flies to We Britain. She gets off the plane. She meets this dude named Briggs who has what appears to be a very fake British accent and he's extremely aggressive and he wants to talk to her about shit. She's like, no. Uh, then she gets into a limo and there's her cousin. So Angela Lansbury has several scenes with herself playing two different Amazing. characters and it's pretty fucking great. Uh, anyway, in the meantime, we have uh, a woman with a white lady jerry curl, uh, or as you all call it, the wet <laughs> look. Uh, we have uh, Patrick McNee, who's uh, trying to be funny and he's not, and his daughter, who's evil, spoiler alert. And then a bunch of people that work at this uh, at the Mayhew Music Hall, where they put on dead-ass shows that people still buy tickets for for some reason. Yeah, what the fuck? When, uh, the Briggs guy really just wants to make it into a rock palace, and I think that he should. The end. <laughs> yeah so I that didn't do any better <laughs> that was the there were two separate plots against emma uh, one was the daughter of patrick mcnee to yes. murder her yes to get to get her money or something no she's just angry so okay so what none of us touched on is that the character played by patrick mcnee who is the reason we are here talking about sing a song of murder uh-huh. patrick mcnee plays a character called Oliver Trumbull, who is sort of like a wash-up stage actor who used to do Shakespeare and all of the canon, but now he is reduced to kind of acting like if there was a a really down-on-his-heels, really sad, crappy, (laughs) shadow-life red skeleton, but he was British, and he wore a lot of rouge. Um, and yeah. almost looked like he would squirt water out of a flower, but just told a lot of mean-spirited wife jokes. Yes. Yeah. Um, that's who he is. And then his daughter, Kitty, played by Olivia Hussey of Romeo and Juliet fame. Yeah. Amazing Olivia um, Hussey. Anyway, she plays his daughter, Kitty. And so Oliver is involved in a relationship with Emma, although they've been friends for years and years because apparently they've been doing this sad show since 1702 or something and so (laughs) the daughter is upset because she hates seeing her father waste his life and she also seems to be having like i hate you like you're an evil stepmom even though you're not my stepmom emma mcgill so she openly dislikes emma yes Mm -hmm. and that's her motivation is that she has her hate has in her mind is warped in the sense that she thinks she's helping her father by rescuing him from this situation that seems endless. Right. Yes. Okay. But also Briggs. Is it Danny Briggs? Sure. The young man who uh, is so super aggressively trying to get the theater to turn it into a rock palace. I mean, he just <laughs> likes rock. I'm not going to begrudge the dude Which that. makes sense to it do. Makes perfect sense. Like, 
everyone should especially be when you see that. those two punks in the audience yes the i was gonna show. bring them up what the fuck were they doing there that was so loving weird. it I yeah. Think they were loving it because the specials were playing after <laughs> they were mm-hmm. like so Thatcher. they greased up mohawk and like checkered gloves uh, and like i love it they were so punk and they looked so different from everyone else in the audience everyone else in the audience looks confused like, what are we watching? Because there just seems like too many people in the audience, period. When this episode started and Angela Lansbury goes on to this stage and starts singing a song about <laughs> whatever, I was like, what is happening? Because I was so confused because I thought I have a vague understanding of what Murder, She Wrote is. And it's not a vaudeville singer singing yeah, about this is probably very birds confusing. and shit. Yeah. First episode of Murder She Wrote. Yes. Totally. But yes. also like one of the things that Murder She Wrote does as like just in its construct is it begins the episode by showing you a preview of the episode. Yeah. Which is super weird. Yeah. So when the episode started, uh it was like I tonight thought, oh, on the Murder shit, She Wrote. We're watching the wrong episode because this already happened. But then they said coming up on Murder She Wrote. Yeah, it's like a trailer. Mm-hmm. Really weird. Also, uh uh the Bionic Woman does this as well. Which I I just find it I love odd. it. I find Actually, it weird. I love it. I would rather just watch. Well, all it's to like little keep snippets. you hanging on through the commercial breaks. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, but it's like it's such spoiler fodder. Like just. <laughs> yeah, but they just gotta like keep you hanging on. Yeah. At that point. Well, I like that they just took the time to cut little mini trailers because I love trailer ish things. So right, Joe's absolutely right. This is not a good introduction to what is actually the core being the essence of Murder, She Wrote. No. And so, Joe, if if you don't know what the basic Murder, She Wrote, like 101 situation is, Angela Lansbury normally does not play multiple characters right. in an episode. She only plays one, and that character is best-selling uh, famous mystery novelist. Uh, Jessica B. Fletcher. And so her nom de plume is J.B. Fletcher. And right. she is in known like, and beloved worldwide. And so she lives she in like Connecticut often, or some She lives in Cabot Cove, Maine. Maine. And right. she New lives England. in kind of an, it's kind of a Newberry esque town with like a delightful sheriff character and all, all that jazz. She has 85 million nieces and nephews and then so many friends because oh. she is J.B. Fletcher traveling the world um, mm. doing mystery novel shit and whatever. But yeah, she knows everybody. She goes everywhere, mm-hmm. but she often just has kind of a Midsummer Murders vibe because Cabot Cove gets a surprising number of dead people. Yeah. Um, for a fist size uh, village in <laughs> Maine. Yeah. But yeah, so she is not in Cabot Cove. We only see her very briefly in her home set in Cabot Cove where she's wearing a delightful Canadian tuxedo to answer the phone to find out that her cousin Emma McGill has been murdered. She so did not write. It would be like watching Rattlesnake Ballerina as your first episode of Heart to Heart. <laughs> basically kind of yeah it's kind like, of yeah whoa what the fuck is going on and you need and it's extra confusing because right. the same actor is playing two characters why there's not identical cousins that doesn't even exist and nobody mentions it at all like you look exactly the same they, i mean they, they talk about it a lot they the do episode, to be fair no <laughs> when when she comes to the funeral they're like Everybody's oh my god you're like, alive you look really disturbingly like emma <laughs> but it's like that yeah. doesn't exist <laughs> I'm sure it, it does, does on TV though, but it's, because yeah. it is the just a Patty TV Duke thing. show is an entire 
show built around the oh, exact is. same idea. Oh, really? Where that Patty Duke see. plays herself. The theme song is their cousins. Identical cousins. Patty Duke? All the way. All the way cousins. They laugh alike. Whoa. Sometimes they even walk alike. Walk alike. I don't know. They're you can lose your mind. Your mind. <laughs> you lost me at all the way, cousins. Are two two of, of a kind. kind. They go all the way. Who thought they... of that? It's hard to know. Uh, who is buying but tickets for this weird that the apparently my, a lot of people. My note about that musical number is this is a long musical number. <laughs> it's just like she kept singing and singing and singing. Because she's Angela Lansbury. Yes. And so like that's really the thing is it's kind of like something that we saw in Heart to Heart where they're just like, you know what people love? Yeah. Is they love all the other stuff that you've done. And why don't you just do some of that? Because you're yeah. Barbara Wagner, Jennifer, you know, 70 Powers, yeah. Um, yeah. Angela Lansbury. And she, soft shoe. she actually performs <laughs> that song that she does in this episode in the movie, uh, the picture of Dor- Portrait of Dorian Gray. Oh, really? Yeah. Angela Lansbury Angela does. Lansbury does, oh, yeah. Okay. In the 40s? Huh. She did that after Gaslight, right? I think Gaslight yeah, so is her still first 40s. film. So, yeah. I do love though that Gaslight, which is one of my favorite things Ugh, of all time, so fucking good. Oh, of all time, she's so playing great. both these characters. So you would mm-hmm. think behind the scenes they would be like, "We have to make these at least a little bit different." But she refused to not wear the heaviest blush and like the most like <laughs> defined lipstick in the history of humanity. She just like Angela Lansbury, I can imagine, was like, "No, that's my look, and I'm not on screen without this lipstick." That's just like whatever color my blush is that's super heavy because they were both wearing that i mean yeah the hair's different the hair's a different color (laughs) the hair is different but yeah i i don't think it's like you're not going to get lucille ball to not right to be in your show without like a lip that like touches her nose Yeah. yeah well i mean when she plays jessica fletcher she's very much like just like a button-down shirt lady who lives in a small town yeah like she's very unassuming and uh like she's very martha stewart chic Uh jessica fletcher um and so anything where she's wearing makeup is bananas and actually would seem completely different like a totally different character oh that i really liked her it was i mean this whole episode this is a really good jumping off point from heart to heart because it was so similar i don't know how many shows are like this from the 80s but like this the structure of it and the vibe and the energy was so similar to heart to heart in my mind where she i loved her just like the looks she gave people mm-hmm. and at one point <laughs> The daughter is like, he would never murder anybody. And she just goes, I wish I could believe you. And yeah. it was like, so that's such a brutal thing. To oh, say yeah. To somebody. She's, she's she's not. Sure. Um, she doesn't even play at the Miss Marple. Like, no, like, no, like feigning the niceties. Baby Fletcher. Rad. She's a mystery writer. She's like, like no bullshit. I will. She fuck already you up. knows that you did it. Yeah. Because she wrote about it already. Yeah. Even in the first in the in the pilot episode of Murder, She Wrote, which we have watched. Like I know me and you have watched it, I, but I've fallen, fallen asleep a quarter she, of the way. In, yeah, I fall like asleep. one of the first things that they introduce about Jessica Fletcher is that she gives zero fucks about any of you and what mm-hmm. you think. So like yeah. she's on the she's on one of the most famous talk shows to talk about her novel, and the the host of the show thinks that it's trite trash or whatever, and she just 
tears him to shreds uh-huh. with that, you know, with a smile and a giggle uh-huh. and everyone is on her side I from the that. beginning. So there are similarities in the way that television, <laughs> like television main characters have to have similarities. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. The, I kept thinking of the differences in the structure. Oh yeah. Because one, Jessica doesn't show up until after the first commercial break. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. the, like there's a very long intro without yeah. her. Um, Which even though it is still, so still, confusing, for <laughs> totally <me>. confusing. Yeah, because <laughs> you still see uh, Angela Lansbury, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who I thought when we saw the little preview in the beginning, I was like, "Oh, is she in a play? Like, what's yeah, what's going to happen?" What is right. Uh, I had the same thought because I'm like, "There's so they do a lot of plays in Cabot Cove." Yeah, but this <laughs> yeah. is a show that, as far as I know, she's the main character, and that's it. Like, it's it's yeah. Angela Lansbury, and then a cavalcade huh. of other guest stars That's there's, like, there's no mass yeah there's, there's no sheriff freeway. there's a there's a couple i would say that the character of the town sheriff whose name escapes me i think he was played by a couple different actors over time um one of whom i think was tom bosley if, if memory serves but um there's a couple like there's a neighbor character i think there's a sheriff i apologize murder she wrote nation if i'm <laughs> jacking this all up but that's my memory of it that there's just a handful and everything else is is very hard to hard ask where it's always like kind of a hardcore ensemble situation and a lot of slightly unhinged premises that that (laughs) maybe seem like they would happen if you were a famous author but angela lansbury is so terrific i gotta say like she is always the same she's always that character is kind of just perfectly iconic yeah like she's always the same person yeah she out no matter what happens she was clearly amazing i really Mm -hmm. enjoyed her presence uh, in every scene she's so and we should say angela lansbury you know recently passed away was oh really that's right oh i didn't know that um so rest in peace. I mean, yeah. what a career. She Truly was... epic and working up until the very last moment. Just so amazing. Those eyes. Yeah. Oh, my God. She's incredible. Um, I also, I mean, speaking of funerals, that painting of Emma at her funeral. <laughs> I have to get a portrait painted of myself in that post. In her bizarre, like, yeah. uh <laughs> turn of the century yeah. vaudeville outfit so yeah, clearly 90s. that's her like she's like an iconic woman of the, the stage or whatever but a trotter oh, you know of the i boards. don't like the, the build Huge the hat. just like she arms up also i'm sorry but her service being on stage at that theater with the black uh the, the like black crepey <laughs> curtain <laughs> i lost my mind that's that is so funny tacky (laughs) to me (laughs) why did they have so the thing was her is it her was it her maid or assistant who got murdered in her stead yes so so there's we should back like i think you you got closest to describing what actually happens in this episode i don't know if i did I was so, so confused. <laughs> Eric introduced Mr. Briggs, who is the overly aggressive Rock Palace dreamer. Yes. He uh-huh. wants to purchase the Mayhew Music Hall. Mm-hmm. Emma McGill owns the Music Hall in in partnership with Archie and Violet, who are the, married. The Weems. They, the Weemses. The Weems. They have half ownership 
And so Mr. Briggs has approached them about selling. They want to get out. Emma doesn't want to give it up. Kitty is Oliver Trumbull's daughter. Mm -hmm. He's romantically involved with Emma, but he also doesn't want to give it up because he's smitten. And, you know, he's an actor, so he just, I think, is fine to just keep working. And so everyone, overwhelmingly, everyone except Oliver and Emma want the theater to be sold so they can just get on with their fucking lives, whatever. We can and stop so doing this vaudeville bullshit. Bridget <laughs> has been working with, yeah, working with poor Emma as her dresser. It sounds like for the a huge percentage of her career, she, she says something like thirty or forty years that they've been working together. Jesus. And so Bridget, then weirdly, when everyone thinks Emma is dead at the memorial service, like Bridget just straight up asks Emma's lawyer. If there's any money for her left in the will, which is <laughs> which astonishing. I was made creepy. to believe I would be taken care of or something like that. Oh yeah, something God, real, yeah. real, real cold blooded. <laughs> yeah. Although there's a lot. Can we talk about how Emma drove the cutest green mini ever? Oh, yeah, that was cute. When she, I thought she, she was going to get rammed. Little car. They're doing that shot from the perspective of somebody with driving gloves. Oh, that's right. I thought he was just going to ram that car into that building, but then he just follows her. So, oh, but man. the thing is, what I was getting at is like her assistant gets hit by a car and killed, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's because the murderer thinks it's Emma. Exactly. So that's the mix up of physicality. There's no mix-up of physicality between Emma and her cousin, Angela Lansbury. No. no. So, like, why did she play both these roles? I don't understand. Because she's Angela Lansbury, and people just want to see more Angela Lansbury. They're just, like, squandering the magic of Angela Lansbury just by having her be in Cabot Cove. I I just keep thinking of this, like, every fucking time the hearts did a number. Yeah, it's like, the same exact thing. They just thing. want to do a number, or they're yeah. like, they're she like, just we, wanted to like sing this song. This could have been an episode where they were like, we don't really have anything for this week. Like, we we have, <laughs> yeah, we gotta just like, like come up with. We something. can do this because we we have like theater sets. Like, yeah. we don't. We can do We Britain. It's just like Eagle Eagles <laughs> and shooting this week. We can do We Britain. It's just weird because like the one it's like at the funeral where they're like, you look a lot like your cousin. And then that was it. It, There was no mix up of of, you know, Jennifer and her identical whatever twin that doesn't isn't related at all. Yeah, they didn't play that. There was no story element to her being both characters. Mm -hmm. She's dead. So she can't be mistaken for her. And so the the real device that they use from a writing standpoint, why? (laughs) Because she's Angela Lansbury, and I believe I'm with Eric. It's just the same as when the Hearts do charity shows after after charity show after charity show. It's just because these actors are stars, and people want to see them do weird shit more because they are so beloved and talented. Don't you also feel like there's there is a thing of like uh, having an actor act against themselves is a is kind of a feat, like or it was at some point. They thought like, oh my god, Angela Lansbury is is doing two roles and she's talking to herself. It's crazy. That's so fascinating. That's Mm. such a, like what skill, what amazing talent. I feel like Mm. that, that plays into it a little bit. Probably. Sure. Yeah. I mean, so the clever device and what ultimately ends up unraveling the true killers 
scheme is the answering machine messages. Yes. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so Kitty, who is our actual murderer, mm -hmm. who kill is thinks she has killed Attempted Emma. Attempted murderer. Yeah, she thinks she's killed Emma. Um, she hasn't. Um, but she is a murderer. Oh, she is she, a murderer. She hears a message that Emma, who cannot help herself, has called because she got word from probably her attorney that her beloved Oliver, of course, upon hearing that she like was in a car accident and died and they don't know where her body is, he is stricken. And so she calls him to be like, hey, man, like, keep it <laughs> under your hat. Uh, cheerio. I'm not dead. Cheerio. Hip, hip, cheerio. And um, right. Hello. As good as a wink. You know, Hello, like the whole thing. Hello, and love. So, yeah. She's like, Hello, hey, governor. governor. I'm not dead. My body ain't dead. I'm not dead. I'm still quite alive. You can still right. snog and shag me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's having a Kitty hears the message Oliver does not hear the message and then as Joe did point out Oliver is arrested for her murder but I felt like the motivation was kind of flimsy but I want to talk about the real reason that Kitty um, turned Bridget into street meat in front of <laughs> Miguel's apartment which is that uh, Bridget, <laughs> Bridget Street really me. wanted this bomb ass coat that Emma McGill wears oh, yes. in the one <laughs> the of the first scenes coats. where we see her the attempt on her life, which is also with a car in an alley. And Angela Lansbury springs like the fucking like Black Panther, like the leopard the side she was wearing, of <laughs> yeah. the, the theater, and just like. Whoosh, like uh, a spider yeah. woman and does not is unscathed in every possible way she's like now i really need a pint so that we know she's british right <laughs> so it's like oh they must pint. be in england she needs to drink a pint um <laughs> but she's wearing this leopard 60s leopard cape coat mm -hmm. that is yeah. amazing it's so, so it's got like the cape built into a full structured coat with a horn single horn button at the collar yes. and it's just epic and understandably Bridget wants that so not understandably she breaks into her house and steals it and then gets murdered but you know that's what she gets because you shouldn't steal especially shouldn't people's steal. clothes especially their statement pieces which now are ruined because that person's still alive and thanks for nothing Bridget now her coat is covered with gore <laughs> yeah <laughs> spaghetti sauce this is all emma's fault i i do not <laughs> i do not blame anyone other than emma for this <laughs> but the coat the demise of the coat uh, right it's she also has a beautiful kimono that she wears backstage in her dressing room but she could have told she could have told bridget o'hara what was going on bridget though i don't think they're friends after yeah well i mean they aren't because bridget's dead but <laughs> But only, I mean, I, would you? She was just so tacky. The only fashion I noticed was of the perm. Violet, Violet Weems. Violet Weems. With her, her wet look. Her wet look and her amazing like jumpsuit blouses. I don't even know if they were jumpsuits, but they looked. She looked incredible. So throughout. Was a, this was another thing that was a difference to me between Heart to Heart and Murder She Wrote. Yeah. <laughs> At least this episode, I'm I am not going to make broad generalizations about the entire series of Murder She Wrote. But 
this episode <laughs> compared to almost any episode of Heart to Heart, not really concentrating on the sexy cast. Uh, they are really... Yeah. <laughs> well, they were clearly <laughs> really doing up the old folk. They were doing in this in this episode, which is cool. It's it all makes sense. I mean, damn, Cabot Cove is not a destination for sex tourists. I think <laughs> just acknowledge that. It's not the Thailand like, of me. It is, is not. Why? Jessica Fletcher <laughs> is like her appeal is that she's kind of an every woman, right? And so it's like she's an updated True. American, you know. Yeah, I sleuth, was, and she's just very, very. New England stock. I was confused by the finale of the episode where it was like, wait, what about our villains that were plotting the whole episode that we never saw anything happen to them? Well, my understanding is that Briggs, and the, Briggs and the Weemses were arrested or at least at like, the same time because she bashed him with the flower vase. She did. Yeah. Which also realistically, she's the only one getting arrested in this entire scenario. <laughs> she faked her own death. Which I think is illegal everywhere. Well, the police uh, were in on that. She, then she like bashes a dude over the head with a vase. So, oh, we didn't acknowledge that Jessica Fletcher goes immediately upon hearing her cousin's terrible idea, supported by her cousin's <laughs> oh, terrible yes. and very suspicious seeming lawyer, uh-huh. um, that she goes then to Scotland Yard, where her friend that she knows who works at Scotland Yard is not there. He's on vacation. But this other guy who basically announces that the new boss thinks he is a dud yes. and that it's ageism. <laughs> and then he's like all for it. Like he's game. He walks in. He lies to everyone at the thing. He just, you know, but it's because he knows who Jessica Fletcher is. Yeah. She's a famous novelist. J.B. Fletcher. Oh, but I that missed all detective is in an episode of Heart to Heart. Oh. Uh-oh. Oh, shit. That's okay. Yeah. He's from Bahama Bound Hearts. Bah- oh. We did not love that one, did we? I remember not liking that one, I think, if it's I the one I'm thinking of. Don't Is that the with the weird hotel? Like the hotel people? Mm-hmm. Yeah, where they end up on the beach running all around, and there's like the bodybuilder <laughs> guy. <laughs> that was weird. That was a weird episode. With those which one? Huge interiors. Wait, I, I can't believe I have to say which one. <laughs> I just, the cops were involved a lot in this like compared to heart to heart where it's like the hearts just have free reign over everything and they can go into crime scenes whenever they want. The police were involved a lot in this episode of, of murder. She wrote of it was murder. Uh, so it was like when Angela Lansbury was confronting him at the bar while he was having a pint and she was like, I, I, I heard your answering machine and you must have heard that or you wouldn't have been at that hotel lobby or whatever that whole situation was, which I didn't mm-hmm. really fully understand. It was like, why would he be at that hotel lobby unless he had heard that message? But he had heard that that casting agent was going to be at that hotel lobby. And then the cops just burst in and arrest him. And Angela looks like kind of confused and distraught about the whole thing. But then she actually does believe that it was him. And so it's like the police being involved, the heart, heart to heart world would always set it up to where the police couldn't be involved until the very end. It would always Mm -hmm. be this setup where it was like the hearts are on their own. They have to figure shit out for themselves. But with murder, she wrote in this episode, at least it was, the cops were always ever present. Oh, people are constantly in. being arrested in Murder, She Wrote. Okay. Um, so that was yeah, very different from the heart-to-heart heart writing. One thing that I love about the character of Jessica Fletcher is that she <laughs> just does this thing 
when they finally confront the killer where she just gives them a look that is like just like but it wasn't that was it kitty kind of thing and it's always like that where she kind of like she's not quite scolding them right not like tutting them but it's like she is just like you fucking suck i can't tell if she's more upset that they just couldn't pull it off as somebody like (laughs) yeah i think if i was a mystery novelist I would be sort of disappointed or if she's just like, you shouldn't kill everybody or whatever. But, but she's always just like, but it wasn't, that was it. Like she's always having these, these (laughs) uh, moments with these, you know, this cavalcade of murderers and it's kind of incredible, honestly. (laughs) Always Um, talking to murderers. Yeah. The, I want to talk about the reason we're here though. Yeah. The impetus for this chain reaction, which is, Patrick McNee. Yes. And he also has a similar star turn that honors his incredibly storied career because, of course, he is Steed from The Avengers, probably is his most well known TV appearance anyway. But of course, he is a trained British actor who's been in virtually everything, but mostly um, noted for that epic episode of Heart to Heart. Yeah. Um, But they have his character. He goes on an audition. And so his daughter, who wants the best for him, but is also a psychopath, um, is really excited. He's going to go audition uh, for a role in Macbeth, correct? Or is it King Lear? King Lear. King Lear. King Lear. And he, they take the opportunity where he just like steamrolls, like the director's like, get the fuck out of here. You're awful. You washed up son of a whatever, like get out of here. And he just, he persists. And Patrick McNee, McNee just like does it. Yeah. And it's kind of amazing and it's bittersweet and it adds like a layer to this episode and definitely a layer to this character. Like it, it's some heavy shit. Like when he finds out that his daughter killed his lover or killed his love, thought she was killing his lover, wanted to kill his lover, instead kills the hapless yet greedy Bridget. <laughs> Street meets um, her. I mean, he he hugs his daughter. He finds out that she's a murderer and he embraces her. Mm. And then it's just like done. Like yeah. it's free stream on that. And it's like, oh, wow. But of course, as I just described, Jessica Fletcher has to have them. Where she's like, but but is it? I mean, the murderer, she this and that with that little scolding <laughs> tone. It works every time. But I don't know. I sort of love that they balanced and acknowledged Patrick McNee's um, significance as a performer, balancing that with Angela Lansbury's star turn singing. I like that. In the in the opening scenes of them together, it really felt like, oh, they're they're well matched. Like these two actors mm-hmm. are very well matched for this. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoyed Patrick McNee in this. I. I loved him in uh, Meanwhile Back at the Ranch. Uh, he's one of the, one of the main reasons I thought that episode was so great. Um, so it was it was neat to see him again in this different context, not too long after. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. There's just something about the rhythm of Murder She Wrote that <laughs> that I'm not uh, I'm not on that train. That's how I feel mm-hmm. a little bit where the Patrick McNee character felt a little like second Bernard. It, it just didn't, I didn't understand his place in the episode. And yeah, there were so many extra characters. Yeah. Everybody that wasn't Angela Lansbury felt like a, 
like yeah. an afterthought. Yeah. Admittedly, there's two Angela Lansbury's. Right. <laughs> Which, first of all, rewrite, don't do that. Yeah. In my opinion. <laughs> Sorry, Murder, She Wrote fans. I would not have done that. I like, did, it confused everything. <laughs> I dare I say they had Glennis Johns. They really could have yeah. just made Glennis Johns her cousin, and we would have had right. an equally Glennis. wonderful episode. Glennis, who so amazing, is so amazing. But having the double plot against her, I just—it's so confusing. I, I don't understand <laughs> that. Like why and then what and then who and it's just and we're having the same actor play the two characters i mean maybe if you've watched all of murder she wrote it makes perfect sense and you just go along with it yeah this was confusing as hell for me to I'm watch totally with you i'm so on your side on this because and, i feel like having angela lansbury play both roles yeah places an importance on that yeah dichotomy so strange. that we can't I can't get past it for the rest of the episode. I'm like, there yeah. has to be a reason that this is happening. And all their other performances get lost in the mix. It's mm. Like you have... Uh, <laughs> but I will also add that a lot of the other performances are terrible. Like a lot of these <laughs> other actors in mm. this episode, and I'm not going to name names, Briggs. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, thought, I, sw- I thought they were Americans doing fake British accents, and I looked them all up. They're all fucking British. Oh, wow. I Like, Briggs was doing this Michael Caine thing mm. that I was like, are you getting away with this? Like, is anyone letting you get away with this? Oh, wait, is Briggs this guy? The, yeah. The, okay, so he, and he was like, she, she's a tough knot to cry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like that's how he sounded. Oh my God. <laughs> Don't tell me no. Oh my God. There were just I, a lot of British accents. But there were also right. Irish accents, right? Yes. So because yes. all the performance Bridget were. O'Hara and uh, wait, wasn't one of the Weems? Wasn't the husband Weems Irish? Archie. Archie. Archie Weems. Um, I, I, I could be wrong. I don't know. Did I totally hear what you're saying about too many characters not really using the double Angela, mm-hmm. Angela squared <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> to uh, any kind of real advantage. Yeah. Um, I agree with those, those points, but I didn't find it confusing. And so surprising no one whenever Joe says he's confused. Yeah, you're oh, not. I didn't find There was like confusing. one episode of Hard Time where um, you were as confused as I was, right. and it was such a shock. <laughs> <laughs> but I do periodically just think very fondly of the not very many episodes of murder she wrote that i have seen and now i know that there are 12 seasons of murder she wrote and multiple films reminding us of what series (laughs) yeah so um i'm a million percent like oh my god there's going to be so many more spooky episodes in seasons of this show that I have not seen. And I'm a million percent going to watch every single one of them this weekend on uh, my own time <laughs> yeah. for we, kicks. We but are, here's something not Go ahead. We're going to end up back in murder. She wrote. Yeah. There's it's, no it's way. There's yeah. no way that we don't end up back at murder. She wrote. I will drag us back here. Kicking and screaming. <laughs> um, chain reaction. Chain <laughs> reaction. Um, this is not about, anything about the show but it is something that i have never thought to find out before so (laughs) when you see the iconic sign telling us that someone is at scotland yard um (laughs) and the sign says new scotland yard do Mm -hmm. you know why the sign says new scotland yard we did we 
I remember that we talked about this in we did. Heart to Heart, and it was like they changed the street that it was on or something like that. Right. What was it? It's because it used to be on Whitehall, and it faced onto the former location of a medieval castle. Uh-huh. And at some point, Scottish uh, emissaries and folks would stay there. And so it was referred to as the Scotland Yard, the Grand Scotland Yard. Mm-hmm. And so the it's a gate that would go into the Metropolitan Police was located off of the Scotland Yard. And so when they moved it, so everyone would just refer to it by location. Mm-hmm. So it was Scotland Yard, Scotland Yard, Scotland Yard, because it would tell you where to go, where it was. And then I always just think in the back of my mind, like, isn't it confusing? Because it makes it seem like their police force is Scotland Yard, mm-hmm. but yeah. it's not. It's the Metropolitan Police Force. <laughs> um, but it's like, ah, oh. anyways. That is really interesting. Another I little really tidbit. Love the font on the sign. Completely unrelated <laughs> to anything. Do you know why London is where it is? Do you know why why that the Romans set up a city where London is? No. No. Because it's the point on the Thames that you can bridge that is narrow enough to have a bridge across it. Huh. Oh, and, those practical yet terrible Romans. Yeah. <laughs> no offense to modern Romans. No, y'all are good. Because all the northern cities are inland rather than on the coast. So I was like, why didn't you just build your city on the coast? If you're going to be a capital city, why aren't you on the ocean where it's probably easier to have a port and whatever? But it's just like because of the harsh conditions of the ocean and you can bridge the Thames right hmm. there. I thought that was really interesting. That is really interesting. It's my friends jump just kicking around the West End in London right now and showing all the videos of the West End. Oh, yes. He went to the Back to the Future musical and the Pretty mm. in Pink musical in or whatever. Harry Potter world. Harry Potter world, yeah. He's doing all, the, all the classic London <laughs> things. <laughs> He's really doing <laughs> London. <laughs> oh, Jeff. Like, yeah. We love you, Jeff. We love you, Jeff. <laughs> Doing all the things in London that you Jeff, should do. Who will never listen to this? <laughs> yeah, getting late night cookies. It's cold. It's cold in London. It's today. cold as fuck, especially on the coast, which oh, is yeah. why you don't have a city on the coast. <laughs> like LA. <laughs> like Los Angeles. Which is also freezing. I've been wearing my pea coat. Wow. It's gonna be really cold here this week. Speaking anyways. Of, speaking of pea coats, is it time <clears throat> for Pick your poke? Pico. Your peacoat poke. Peacock. Mm-mm. Who's uh, up first? You are. Oh shit. Oh shit. Well, you have to tell me the name of this character. <laughs> that is uh that is her lawyer. Okay. Uh fuck. Wait, I have it up. 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 He's very cute. And at first I was like Ernest Fielding. Ernest Fielding is my poke. And then this shot happened of this character. Yes. Which is the Danny Briggs. tough not to crack guy. And I was like, damn. Yeah. So he is my official poke for the episode is Danny this Briggs. person. Who, Played by Gregory Paul Martin. Okay. <laughs> Whose name I never got to learn because there were so many fucking characters. <laughs> <laughs> Ellen, did you did Nobody. you did you even think about it? <laughs> no. Nope. My poke is fake London. Oh, I love that. We Britain. 
Uh, mine is also Danny Briggs. Uh, I think we went through a similar. <laughs> well, no, I never, I never, I never was interested in uh, in Ernest. Um, he sometimes looks like Ted Shaw from Mad Men. Uh, like there that. was just something something skeezy about him. Like Ellen said, I just yeah. found him suspicious the entire time. <laughs> me too. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, for me it was Danny Briggs, and then the the second runner up was Inspector Roger Crimmins, uh, huh. played by Barry Ingram, who we have seen before. Mm-hmm. Oh, heart to heart averse. So we don't have to rate this. We don't. We don't we're yeah. not going to rate do we do? anything. We don't have to rate any of these. I want to suggest if we, like, or I think we've already all kind of suggested that we'll say whether or not you should watch this episode, whether we think you should mm. watch this episode. Mm. Mm. Final thoughts. Final thoughts? Yeah. Polish the chain link. <laughs> <laughs> Starting with Joe. Starting oh, with Joe. It's okay. all you. So having basically zero experience of murder she wrote in the past i would recommend this episode i would watch it uh it was still so fun it's very heart to heart because that's my frame of reference for everything (laughs) (laughs) it had a very similar energy to it uh just i think there's probably better episodes of murder she wrote where it's less confusing and angela lansbury maybe only plays one character (laughs) which would be refreshing uh and i just hope in other episodes that they the villains get more comeuppance that you get to see because this i felt like the villains he got cracked over the head by a vase got arrested and that was it and then the other villain was like just this kind of emotional daughter father moment that she never got, she, there was no like, nobody jumping on a co- moving vehicle or like getting in a fist <laughs> fight and throwing someone down a set of stairs that oh, yeah. heart to heart always delivered. This is, so, Murder, She Wrote is not an action series. Yeah, I think it was a little anticlimactic <laughs> because it's all leading up. It's like a boiling pot that you never get to see boil over, I guess, where you never get to see like the, like any sort of fighting or whatever. But it was very, Angela Lansbury is fucking incredible. She's amazing. The critics are right about her. The thousands of other podcasts are correct to be doing podcasts about this show because she is so fun to watch. So yeah. I would definitely watch more Murder, She Wrote. So yes, recommended. Well, I have to inquire where you stand with our link. How did it, did it, how did you feel about experiencing more Patrick McNee? I'm not sure how much of his work you've seen in the past. Yeah. Besides that, on Heart to Heart? I've seen uh, Back Home from the Ranch, and that's it, I think, basically. <laughs> <laughs> What's it called? What's it Meanwhile, back, Meanwhile the back at the Ranch. I, he, he got totally lost in the episode to me. I mm. felt like I didn't even really see him. Like he, His character was not very present in this episode, so I just felt like, I don't know, he, he got completely lost for me. Yeah. I I don't feel like I saw his it, it just there wasn't a lot of meat on that bone for that of that character I feel mm-hmm. like there was not a lot mm-hmm. of the bone there. has returned yeah there just wasn't <laughs> a lot meatless bone has returned <laughs> with the character that he was given he did a fine job it's just like there wasn't much there to do I felt like and I felt like that for a lot of characters mm-hmm. in this episode so it wasn't like I wasn't overwhelmed by his presence or anything like that what do you think, Ellen? What What do you think about this episode first? Yeah, final thought. Well, um, anytime there's old timey 
brushing up against Waka Waka, uh, mm-hmm. Ville de Vaud, um things where it seems like there might be clowns or <laughs> can can ladies or some such things. I do not like it. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I don't. And no. Um, so maybe because I have watched a bit more mm-hmm. Murder She Wrote than the two of you. For me, this is not, for me, a good episode of Murder, She Wrote. Mm. I would not give whatever scale of rating we would give to our (laughs) non-existence uh, Murder, She Wrote podcast. I would not rate this highly within the context of Murder, She Wrote. But that said, I do think that the device of the answering machine as the way for them to to reveal the killer was great i like that the killer has an emotional motive not a financial one which uh, i thought yeah. the two of you would pick up on is that something that strikes you um joe i'm always interested in how you basically just want to see all villains be decapitated immediately <laughs> before yeah. the credits roll yeah i don't care about that I like, that's not that. a requirement for me um but I really love that Kitty is just like kind of unhinged. Like she has this intense warped love for her father and it evolves into a hatred of Emma McGill and it leads her down the primrose path. It's a nightmare. So I appreciated that in terms of Patrick McNee. Like I said before, I love seeing him do this kind of over the top sort of shoehorned in like star turn. Um, I just love seeing him because I grew up loving him on the Avengers. And that was a show that just really influenced me heavily as a younger person. And so I just delight in him, even when he's in things, you know, that are very questionable or subpar or not, um, as great as they could be. I still just always love him. I think he's always just a a class act. So I'm glad that we've, Picked him as the link, and yeah. So mm, if it, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend this episode. You would recommend other episodes. I would. Yeah, yeah. I stand behind Murder She Wrote. I love Angela Lansbury and Patrick McNee, but I would not recommend this particular episode. Mm-hmm. Fair. Yeah. I, I'm conflicted because I have only seen three episodes of Murder She Wrote, <laughs> <laughs> um, and. I, I'm curious to watch more of it. I would like to watch more of it. I feel like it's the kind of show that I could get into the rhythm of it and really, really dig. But it's, I don't know why. It seems like there's a weird high entry cost. <laughs> and this episode confirmed it for me, where mm-hmm. it is like, it's Angela Lansbury, who I love. She's wonderful. But I, I don't know. She's not, I, I, I don't even want to say like, the name of another actor or actress that that like can be the only person in a 25 episode a season show who remains mm-hmm. and then we watch everything else go on around it like i don't really like i didn't watch macgyver um i didn't like scarecrow had mrs king and the heart the hearts are the <laughs> hearts and like simon had simon so like there's i like a i like a duo mm-hmm. but tj hooker and magnum pi yeah, but Columbo. Columbo. Sure. Sure. Yeah. So, okay. 
here's where here's where I come back around. Um, and Columba actually brings her back around perfectly. I like the mystery formula of Murder She Wrote because it's mm-hmm. always a whodunit. It's always a mystery. Whereas mm-hmm. Heart to Heart would sometimes not be a mystery. They would show oh, the crime yeah. at the very beginning, much like a Columbo episode. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And the procedure is is the joy. And I do love a procedural, but it is fun to just have a like, oh, you don't have all the information yet. Mystery. Mm-hmm. The fucking tape, the answering machine tape was perfect because it was like time based clues. So it's math. Mm-hmm. It's a math problem. And I love a math problem because the math makes sense. Yeah. There was the happenstance of Jessica Fletcher being at his audition where mm-hmm. he performed that wonderful rendition of King Lear. Uh, and she finds out like, oh, wait, you <laughs> I know that you got a message saying to meet this guy here. And this is all new information. So that was fun. I like a mystery like that. I like a mystery. Mm-hmm. I like a, a whodunit. Um, so I would definitely say I'm going to, I'm probably going to try to watch more Murder, She Wrote. Um, this episode, I jury's out. I can't, I can't say yes huh. or no to this one. Oh, you're in the middle. Well, because I don't know mm-hmm. if it's from the, the three episodes of the show that I've seen. This isn't my favorite one. Yeah. But I didn't hate mm-hmm. it. I wasn't bored. Okay. You're like lukewarm on it. I'm kind of lukewarm on it. Yeah. I just think if you have Angela Lansbury and Patrick McNee and you have London, you can come up with a more fun premise than what they came (laughs) up with. They also like uh, Sarah. What's her name? Ellen. Sarah. um, She played Mrs. Weems. uh, Violet Weems. uh, Sarah Douglas. Mm -hmm. Ursa. Sarah Douglas, who was Ursa in, in Superman and Superman 2 you can use her a lot more like one right. she's super hot she's yeah. like very hot oh my god and she's, she's super hot in the most 80s pet benatar way humanly yes, yes. possible with totally. white lady jerry curl oh my and god. i yeah. like it was she needed to she needed so, more of a part she had nothing to do in this episode something i'm wondering yeah, yeah. ellen having seen more murder she wrote do, are there any episodes where sh- she jessica goes on a date or like there's any sort of sexual anything going on because that's something that was majorly missing from coming from heart to heart was like a sort of sexual erotic like fun sexy <laughs> flirty thing. yeah no vibe. i'm 100 percent in agreement like that what's missing like one of the major differences between heart to heart and murder she wrote is the lack of yeah. sexuality. Because if I'm in a rewrite corner, if I'm forced into my rewrite corner, what I would do is no, have her... No. <laughs> I'd have... Like the chain. The chain stops here. <laughs> yeah, the, the, chain, 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 the chain breaks. <laughs> Angela, I, need, I need a soundboard for this podcast. <laughs> Just Angela Lansbury and Patrick McNee are f- having a fun... They're going on dates in yeah. London and they like maybe see somebody get murdered or something like that and they're trying to discover <laughs> together what happened and it's just like a fun, flirty... Like they're going on dates and having a great time in London, and that would be so much more enjoyable to watch well, than what I, we got. I will say, heart to heart, obviously, and the and the lineage that led to the creation of the characters of the hearts is steeped in this <laughs> glamour, in this sexiness, Alcohol in sex. like romance. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, and that is not yeah. what murders she wrote is different, right. different um, landscape different audience it's not that and 
you know, but I think it, it's it's something that we like you the glamour that is present in Murder She Wrote is that she is a famous author. And so her life has the glamour of her being famous, but her character is very, very down to earth. Mm-hmm. Um kind of plain very game. like yeah, yeah. norm core right. person who just is extremely brilliant and talented. Yeah. She's Cabot, Cabot Core. <laughs> is there any romance in the episodes you've seen? Has she had any romance? I'm not recalling any. I feel like there's some like old flames or whatever, but there's not not a torrid thing. But that I'm recalling. But again, like I I mostly hone in on the spooky episodes, of okay, course, right. because that's just who I am. I just think that um, would have been much more fun as like a flirty Patrick McNee. They didn't have any chemistry really well, at all. It I seemed think like. There's a lot of places in Angela Lansbury's career to go uh, go looking for sexy, glamorous <laughs> oh. Angela Lansbury, for sure. Uh-huh. And okay. I feel like that was very much one of her typecast yeah. Um, oh, yeah. identities when she was, not even just when she was younger. Like, she plays a sexy lady in all these different guises. Like, even in Manchurian Candidate, she's say, like a mean, super sexy... She's mean mom. Femme fatale. Ooh, love that. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. She just so she just always brings it when yeah. it's required, but it's not required in murder she wrote from my memory. But no. yeah. Maybe somebody listening is like very steeped in murder she wrote, which would not surprise me, which I would re- respect and envy immensely. Oh, I would um, love it. I'm I just love not it. that person. If you're um, if you're a murder she wrote, if you're a what do you what do you do you guys have Fletch, yeah, recommend Fletch some heads? episodes you... to us. <laughs> a road head. Um, but <laughs> I, I am a million percent watching probably like seven se- I'm going to go trolling through seven seasons worth of um, descriptions looking for any spooky ones I might have missed. Because yeah, I feel I like I've seen idea. probably like five seasons I'm, worth of spooky I'm things. I'm sure we'll be back and we'll, we'll, oh, we will be back. bounce back we on, will. into Murder, She Wrote and universe. S- speaking of. I think it mm-hmm. might be time for us to find out what the next link in this chain we is. Must, we must well, never break the chain. Well, how do we do this? I, how okay. is it democratic? We're going to have to figure this out. I think it's just going to have to be... I think we just fight whoever screams the loudest. I think it's going to always be a unanimous decision at the end. But really, some, sometimes people might just have to like give in. <laughs> what are we calling? We have to figure out a name for this segment. Too. I know. It's I like know. link something... Link later. <laughs> it's a Richard no. Link later. It's uh, the Breath of the Wild. <laughs> yeah. Aren't we experiencing a Link Sync if we're it's all trying to be unanimous? Yeah. A link Sync. A Link Sync. Yeah. Well, okay. So we got to sync the Link. And we just have to figure out what we're going to do next. And I think. All right. I have. We'll three, figure it out. I have three options. Oh shit! I only have one. I have three that I that I like. Kind of. I had one, and then. During this episode, two more came up. Oh. Okay. And so the first the first layer is who is the link? Yes. And so are we gonna start by going through and seeing who the, the links people picked? And then then there's the second layer, which is yeah. picking what project yeah. from that link we're going to watch next. That right? makes so it's perfect it's sense. dual-fold. I like okay, that. So yeah. So Joe, I think uh, Eric is is poised, but you are first. Immediately when I saw her, it was Sarah Douglas. There's yeah. something about her, and especially I think that's why I'm so a little bit depressed about this episode 
of Murder She Wrote because mm. she was so villainous and seemed so mm. great and was just this like immediate pop out from the episode that I was magnetically drawn to her immediately. I thought she was going to be a great villain like we've had in Heart to Heart many a time. And we know that she is a great villain. Yes. From She's Ursa. Superman and Superman. Superman. I've yeah. never seen that. In case so, Eric, oh, I haven't said that enough. Joe has what? never seen it. I am Neither the one? virgin Voyager. <laughs> no, I haven't seen it. No, but. That just altered oh, my, my oh, pick. God. Well, so oh, no. okay. looking her up on IMDb, oh, I was like, what? Like the screenshots, I was like, what is that? That looks incredible. And it was always Superman <laughs> over and over again. Yeah. I was like, what? Because, ow, ow, yeah. whatever that is. So is it su- is Superman your, your no. choice? For- no. Oh. Are we oh, going into okay. my choice yet? I mean, might yeah. as well. My choice is Solar Babies. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I've seen that. You have? I have, yeah, too. Yeah, of course. Oh, my God. Okay, this is crazy. So let me just read the description of it. <laughs> Solar Babies. The, I can't believe this. Just like this title, it was like, what I feel the like fuck I probably saw this? that in the theater. Oh, I saw it on cable. This huh. is wild. Okay. In a post-apocalyptic future ruled by the military, a group of renegade teenage orphans finds a legendary <laughs> orb, Bodai that can supposedly bring the rain back to dried up earth. So that's my choice for the next chain link. That sounds incredible. I I I love it and I love you. <laughs> I love that you decided like I've you know what I've never seen Superman or Superman 2. So we should watch Solar Base. Oh, yeah, we should watch Solar Base. <laughs> Solar Base. I've never watched two of the original, like, modern superhero <laughs> films that are so good. And they look incredible. Like, the They're so good. The screenshots of her in them look amazing. But Okay, Ellen, <sighs> who is your link? Well, I have to say I am torn. I have two potential links. Both are but here's But here's where it makes sense. And neither one of them is delightful. Um, <laughs> Ursa. Neither of them is Ursa. Uh-oh. Although tempting, very tempting. And when I first saw her, I was like, she's the one. Yeah. But then the more I thought about it, the more I realized I simply cannot watch Murder, She Wrote and not pick Angela Lansbury. Yes. Uh... And so Angela Lansbury is my top pick for the link. My second pick and this is, of course, because Zeffirelli's Romeo and Juliet just, oh, wow, um, how I love it, is Olivia Hussey. But hear me out. So, Olivia Hussey and Angela Lansbury, my two potential <laughs> suggested links, mm-hmm. are both in 1978's Murder on the Nile. Oh, my goodness. Ooh. Along with if I may try and sweeten uh, the deal with Lois Childs, who is pandemic um, Scotty. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Wait. From, from, from the, the latest in high fashion murder. Oh, that's interesting. So, oh, damn, Ellen. That's a pretty that tempting is my chain link. Pick. And do you need me to read a description of Murder on the Nile? Or are we all familiar enough with Hercule Poirot to not need a description? I am not that familiar. Go ahead. Do I want to hear Ellen read a description have... of something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you want me to? Well, 
Let's see. <laughs> I miss I... Ellen reading descriptions. <laughs> yeah. The the IMDb description is so not interesting, but I will read it anyway. Um, Death on the Nile, 1978. As Hercule Poirot enjoys a luxurious cruise down the Nile, a newlywed heiress is found murdered on board. Can Poirot identify the killer before the ship reaches the end of its journey? Uh, yeah, he can. But um, <laughs> spoiler alert: the cast, the cast also features Mia Farrow, Jane Birkin, Betty Davis, George Kennedy, Jack Warden. I mean, it's just it's wow. stacked. Maggie wow. Smith. So it's it's uh, top loaded with amazingness. Um, but. For me, that that's my pitch. Is it death on the Nile or murder on the Nile? It is death on the death Nile. On the Nile. Okay. Sorry, sorry if I misspoke. Okay. I was just lots of murder. I had murder in the title. Well, there's lots of murder if that helps. I, that does help. I don't know if there's any murder <laughs> in Solar Babies. <laughs> there definitely is not murder in Solar Babies. I can I can pretty much vouch for that. <laughs> I guess I always get, despite my love of Agatha Christie, I always cross the wires because it's always just either death, murder, or evil. Okay. Insert location here. <laughs> so. Oh, Eric, I can't wait to hear what you. All right. So I'm going to start with. Oh, wait. All right. Did we freeze? Can you still see us? Okay. Um, I can see you. I'm going to start with the one that I picked that neither of you picked. <laughs> Glennis Johns. Oh, uh, I thought I thought Bridget O'Hara was the best character in the episode. I thought she outshined Patrick McNee, who I I think I chose as the, as the first link. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought she was great. Uh, mm-hmm. She was great, and she was I couldn't stop looking at her. So I looked her up, and she is in an episode of The Love Boat. Oh, nineteen eighty five. Oh my god. Ooh. <laughs> From 19 what? 85. <laughs> so oh, there's that. Wow. There's that. Wow. So, wait, who was she okay. in this episode? She was the uh, daughter. Bridget She's O'Hara. Bridget. She was the, She's the, the maid, dresser. The maid, the one that stole oh, the the okay. one that stole the coat. Got murdered. And then got murdered. And paid for it with meat. her life. <laughs> yeah. And then ruined that coat. That coat was with worth her, her li- guts. It was worth her life. <laughs> yep. Okay. Street so and then Street the, Meat O'Hara. These, <laughs> you, I, we can decide uh, now or later or or never uh, whether we are <laughs> locked into our first choices during watching these episodes, or if the discussion of the episodes alters our choices. Because that to me is interesting. And this, just talking about this episode, I was reminded that Angela Lansbury is in Gaslight, and. One of my I, favorite movies of all time. The first time I ever saw Gaslight was two years ago, and I fucking loved it. And uh, I also felt like it was very like fitting to the things that we discuss. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. also, sitting here tonight, I found out that Joe has never seen Sarah Douglas in Superman or Superman 2. <laughs> yeah. So I am... Oh, it I is mean, an embarrassment of riches. Yeah, I is. also I have I have I have a fucking I have a slightly kind of conniving reason to want my final answer to be Sarah Douglas in Superman or Superman Two. I mean, really, it would be Superman Two and not Solar Babies and not Solar Babies. <laughs> uh, and it's that that would put Christopher Lee, Christopher Reeve in play, and then we could watch Death Trap. 
I feel like we'll get there. I know we will. I know we will. Because there's but Diane Ka- Cannon, there's Michael Caine, there's like it's it's gonna happen. But I'm just here's, I'm excitable. Here's <laughs> where I have to I have to hearken back to one of our tenets of the chain reaction. Our yep. guiding mm-hmm. principle to chain reaction is that we're we're trying to stay dark mystery in the mystery vein and mystery is there murder is there spooky and we talked about poirot as one of our potential complete watch oh yeah yeah we were 100 percent gonna do that after hearing your choices solar babies is much less (laughs) i know interesting to me and and love boat and superman i mean love boat kind of counts but not really the mystery of love so, I just didn't even so consider I, Angela Lansbury for some reason. I don't know why I didn't consider her as a like because I, I didn't was, consider it until Ellen started talking until yeah. Ellen mentioned Gaslight, and I was like, "Oh fuck! If we could watch Gaslight, like mm. we we mm. already talk about that shit all the time." Pola, but I'm honestly I'm down for uh, Murder on the Nile or Gaslight or Death on the Nile. Sorry, sorry, that's on me. <laughs> I, I called it. It's. Um, murder on the nile it will be after we get done with it (laughs) i i'm leaning towards death on the nile yeah because i don't it's like a classic i've never seen it also obviously just um just assume that out of everything we ever talk about (laughs) but that well to be fair it's a bit of a blind side that both eric and i have actually seen solar babies yeah (laughs) that's definitely true i thought i was i can't tell if that's very surprising or surprises no one that's really (laughs) surprising to me i thought i was picking something so obscure that no one had ever even heard of it no there's a there's a deloise in that movie there's uh lucas haas that's insane i want to say jason patrick's it's insane to me that we live in a world with a movie called solar babies that got released yeah but i think i do you think we should do Death on the Nile? Also because of the star power in that as our second episode and Good call. I just think it's a it's a two for link. Yeah. Hussey and yeah, Lansbury. Exactly. I think that's where I, that's just where I'm leaning. I would also love to do Gaslight and Ellen's reaction to Love Boat being an option <laughs> makes me want to do that as well. I don't know. I've never seen Love Boat either, so I'm just I'm just floating on the fucking wind here. I don't know. I think <laughs> I think that we should air towards you. <laughs> um, maybe because you're you're the Minute Max. Just the this blind episode. compass. Like, there, I I if you're into Death on the Nile, and I'm into Death on the Nile, Ellen picked Death on the Nile. Yeah. So let's do Death on the Nile. I think we should do that. For the next 1978 episode. Seth on the Nile, and so I'm going to keep saying not 1978 the one with Army Hammer. Yeah, not the most. <laughs> not recent. the new one, which was very uh, difficult yeah. to get through. And if I can get more Angela, but gorgeous to life, look at, I'm happy to do that. We will. I we will come back. I guarantee that we will come back around to Gaslight. Gaslight yeah. cannot hide from me. No. <laughs> All right. Well, that's what. Let me look. Let me see if I can find where. We can watch Death on the Nile. Mm, I'm sorry. I didn't do my homework with that. That's okay. It's such a quick thing. Oh, yeah. Peter Ustinov. Oh, and Mia Farrow. I do love this one. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, ladies and gents, 1978's Death on the Nile is available for free on Freebie. It's also on Plex, on Pluto TV, and on Tubi. So, it's there's literally a glut of places to watch Death on the Nile. Um, I think all of them are run by Amazon. So. This was just do whatever you want and watch those ads, or you can pay three bucks and rent it, um, or you can go to 
my favorite place on earth, Scarecrow Video. Scarecrow Video. Scarecrow.com and rent Death on the Nile. Uh, Watch and it with us. They will mail it to you wherever you are in the United States. You just have to mail it back. Anyway, that's that's it. That's Chain Reaction. That's our first episode. What'd you guys think? It was murder. Chain Reaction. How'd you feel? I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I fucking hated that. I no, that was fun. Just talking to you after twenty <laughs> minutes, I looked at I looked at the thing and I was like, "Oh my god, we've been we've been talking for twenty minutes and we haven't done this in months, and it just felt like we hadn't stopped doing this." Yeah, totally. Even though we were talking about Angela Lansbury, <laughs> we still brought it back to heart to heart. Well, I think maybe what I love is that if it it asks us to think about actors careers which i think is interesting it's fun to just think about all the work that people do that makes up their career Mm -hmm. and of course one of the reasons that we're doing this chain reaction is because like we just proved time and time again like eric and i in particular are very invested in people's um extended bodies of work Mm -hmm. And that always really excited us when we were talking about whatever episode of Heart to Heart was on the table at that point. And we're always really excited about the actors themselves in addition to just the characters. But then also, Joe, you would also often be excited by the same actors, Mm -hmm. even if you hadn't seen this body of work. So I think it's fun to be able to play and uh, navigate all the space in between that and all the different iterations and and variations of that that we have between the three of us there's always going to be shows that one or all of us haven't seen you know um there's always going to be actors that we don't know much about that just you know catch our eye or just a particular performance so i appreciate that because i i always want to acknowledge that it's people, artists making this work. Totally. Like, they're the reason that these stories are compelling to us. So a huge, huge part of that, right? So mm-hmm. I like that too. I think that matters. And I think that that's what we learned about ourselves. Um, if we weren't conscious of it already, that's what we learned after watching 35 million episodes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and 200 movies yep. of Heart to Heart. Definitely. I love it. I'm I'm very excited for like where we go with it and how far we reach out of heart to heart universe and what our path ends up being. So we'll see. I'm, I'm excited and (laughs) like interested in this idea for sure. And I do want to pick like the, the most obscure things too. I want to, I do want to stump you guys at some point, like something that you haven't heard of, like solar babies. (laughs) Keep it spooky. Keep it deadly. Yeah, keep it, keep yeah. it, keep it mysterious. And, keep it dark, and and we'll be it we'll is, be in the right place. It was murder, so yeah. I can't yeah. wait to see Pandemic Scotty again. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm the the things that excite me the most about this one is that Joe is going to see a bunch of shit yeah. that me and you love. <laughs> yeah, and then we get to we get to talk about it with Joe, and Joe is, if anything brutally honest about his feelings about everything so i can't i'm seriously like excited for you to be like this isn't that great like or like this is kind of whatever like i i always love to uh to either either find out why i genuinely love something because i'm in the face of adversity yeah or to question why wait why do i fucking love this like it is you're right like i I love both of those scenarios 
So I'm very excited <laughs> for you in particular. I hate both of those scenarios. <laughs> I, I hate do all of that shit. Do not argue with me, Joe. <laughs> I do. It was daunting to you come. You will watch Death on the Nile. You will like Death on the <laughs> yeah. Nile. We will be done talking about Death on the Nile. It'll be ten minute podcast. <laughs> Coming at um, Murder She Wrote from this angle was was daunting. If you start to think about the amount of fans and podcasts that oh, that show yes. surely has. But the thing is, we're coming at it. I'm coming at it with like total, totally fresh. I don't understand. I don't know anything else except for the episode where she played herself and her cousin. And I <laughs> like that weird random angle of just like, we're just passing through so we can just like talk about this with no, nothing built up. It's like our first heart to heart episode when we just didn't have any context about how to rate any of those episodes. Yeah, I kind yeah. of enjoy that of just like, we're coming into the, I'm coming into these things totally fresh and i don't know anything about them most for the most part so right it is very much in opposition to what we have been doing yeah for the last we couple entrenched years. ourselves so, in heart to heart i will say the thing with murder she wrote that dogs me still is once the theme song enters my head i can never <laughs> get the theme song out of my head yeah it is the most insidious theme song oh man we didn't really talk about it but the music in the whole episode is really like they i'm sure if i watch the entire series i'll I'll be like okay they're just reusing the same cues over and over and over again but it's so nicely produced and really kind of classy oh yeah (laughs) I'm, i'm impressed by it well and they they had someone like stage her musical number in oh yeah oh yeah of course one of my favorite things out of the whole episode was in the intro and she's it's like a shot of her with a magnifying glass on a staircase and then a shadow yes! of a villain coming up <laughs> and hurling her off the staircase. And it's like yeah. she gets murdered in the intro to Murder, She Wrote. She's, yeah. It's so violent and she's weird. Awesome. Yeah, that was so funny. She can't be stopped. Uh, yeah, that was fun. Well, I think that's our first episode of it was murdered chain reaction reaction uh thank you all so much for rejoining us if you're rejoining us if you're brand new to this (laughs) why but but welcome (laughs) we're so happy to have you but why uh also if you're a murder she wrote mega fan tell us your thoughts on this episode i want contextual thoughts about this episode compared to other episodes of Murder yes, she wrote. I would all, love to hear all denizens of Cabot Cove. Like, tell us what time it is. Yes, yeah. all the Cabot core come out and do, tell us what's up. Do you recommend this episode? Do you not? Did we were we spot on? Were yes, we off? you fill in the blanks for us, and we will we'll read them on the next podcast. If you're if you're on time for yeah. that, we will talk about it next. And, podcast. and if you want to watch Death on the Nile, nineteen seventy eight, and do a minute max. Yes, please send in your summary in less than a minute of. <laughs> death on the night and yes even though it's a movie it's still a minute max <laughs> one minute i feel like i should also make a plug here for our public library system yes that you can very likely um check out a copy of death on the nile mm-hmm. or perhaps avail yourself of the free uh streaming service canopy that is provided yeah. with many uh, academic libraries and public libraries yeah. so that's k-a-n-o-p-y mm-hmm. yeah. canopy is magical what a fantastic thing it is their uh their content actually streams nicer like it looks better than amazon prime i i will just let that be known 
the the breadth of their content is always just so impressive to me. Sadly, they, don't, I know, they don't have death on the Nile right now. No. <laughs> I, I know I know that we're not um, rating these episodes because there is not they're not seated within context. But are they? No. Is no, this no, no. is this link platinum? <laughs> I'm is so glad aluminum? we're not. It's I'm not. glad we're not rating. But. Oh yeah. I mean, so you said no. I said yes. You said middle. So so we have to figure out a rating system. We for like what this link what is it aluminum like ellen is saying i love that <laughs> i just wrecked it for Aaron. it's not gold it's it, it's definitely middle it's like an iron it's strong but it's like we'll figure it out yeah we'll the, the, out. let's let that we'll let that seep yeah <laughs> it'll probably die yeah on yeah. the nile totally fine on the nile uh follow we're still it was murder pod at uh, gmail.com if you want to write to us and so shall we forever be exactly yeah. we are still on twitter at it was murder pod and we are still on instagram at it was murder pod the majority of our activity will take place on instagram so please follow us there and always write to us especially if you're currently listening to us and you want to talk about murder she wrote uh, although if you talk about murder she wrote and i'm sure we'll end up back at that show at some point so go ahead and write to us anytime yeah um, is that everything? I don't know what to say. We picked our folks. Right. Oh, I we think can still I, say goodnight to Freeway. I'm still going to say goodnight to Freeway. Yeah. So, I, it would feel wrong to not to yeah, stop no. saying goodnight to Freeway. I All was right. thinking like, do we still call them Minute Maxes? But it's like, yeah, of course yeah, we of do. Of course we do. Yeah. We're still the number one heart to heart podcast in the world. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> We're just, it's extended heart to heart universe. And we always will be. <laughs> and there's nothing you can do about it. Goodnight Freeway. <laughs> <Wow>. Ominous. <laughs> Good night, Freeway. Good night, Freeway. Oh.